Hello and welcome back to Tiny Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. This is the show where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. Sometimes we do a Sheer we do a lecture about a Judaic topic, but oftentimes, more often than not, the new direction is to talk a topic, a radio topic, as if it's a real radio show, which is what we're doing for the week. And we're going to talk about homework in just a little bit. God willing, we're going to take a break, obviously, next week for Rosh Hashanah. It should be Ashana Tova Umetuka Tikatevitech for everyone. You should be written, inscribed, and sealed in the Book of Life. A good year, a wonderful year, a year full of bracha, nachas, parnasa, hatzlacha, and all that you do from every in your life, from your wife, from your children, from your husband, from your children, from all those people in your life, you should be Zohar to have a wonderful year for all of us. We should all be Zohar to be written, inscribed, and sealed for another year of life, many years of life, on Meva Esram Shana, till 120 years for only good things. On Tani Talks Radio, when we're talking a topic for the week, you can listen to us in many different forums and platforms. You can listen to us on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app, on the Google Play app. Atmosphere, or you can listen to us on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app on the Apple App Store. You can listen to us on Naki Radio, the channel. Afterwards, you can listen to the Tani Talks podcast on the Tani Talks podcast channel, Tani Talks Life or Radio. And you can listen to us at 520-453-8302, 520-453-8302. And you could also listen to us in general. You could listen to us listening to the JRoot Radio app, jroot.com. And you can listen to us afterwards. We also now have a podcast group. If you're interested in joining the podcast group to get the recordings throughout the weekdays, you could join us at the WhatsApp chat. You can email me to become part of that WhatsApp chat, Maximum T-E-E-A yahoo.com we're happy to have you on that chat the best easiest fastest simplest way to get my recordings throughout the week usually daf ot perke avos monday through thursday and parsha one of those days as well blin and of course the radio show which is the live show on monday nights live and afterwards we could send it out also feel free to join our podcast group the tani talks podcast whatsapp group in order to get those recordings straight to deliver directly to your phone and thank you for joining us here on tani talks radio brought to you by she or enjoyment radio powered by radio.co again a good year to everyone it should be a wonderful year next week we'll take off and then god will We'll be back the following week talking a topic related to Yom Kippur as it will be right before Yom Kippur, God willing. So it will be a sheer type of episode instead of an actual radio type of episode. But today, let's talk about the idea of homework. Isn't homework awesome? Many people may think that homework is not awesome. I actually am a very big fan of homework. I'm a big advocate for homework. I think it does wonders, and I think it's wonderful, important, and necessary. We're going to talk about both sides to the coin, of course. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. You could always email us at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com to tell us your opinion, to tell us your thoughts. And if you want to be on live on the radio at 520 to be on the radio live as well. Of course, school started in the past week or so. Kids don't have homework during the summer season. I mean, they do have summer work, summer classwork, summer stuff that's sent home. Obviously, the teacher who finishes for the year sends it and it 
goes to the home we hope that the kids do it my son actually did it he was in first grade last year he did a couple of sheets in the beginning of the summer and then it sat there the whole the so throughout the whole summer as i'm sure many of the kids also have that i know i had summer work sent throughout the years i didn't always do it either i want to remind people if you come on to the phone line please make sure to mute yourself because we leave it open in case anyone wants to come on live please make sure to mute yourself as i can hear you and hopefully no one else can on the radio hemisphere as well. Anyway, so when it comes to the homework, obviously in the summer they don't have that homework. They get the summer packet, they should be doing that packet, but we worry about the ideas of the children regressing. We worry that they will regress, and we worry that it will happen that they do regress. So when they come back to school, an important harbinger to see how they're doing and how they're learning and how they're retaining in class is to actually have that homework every single day. They come home, and in a school such as my children's school and general yeshiva education school, when they have a dual curriculum, we want it to be that they have the homework for Jewish and they have the homework for non-Jewish, for secular as well. We want it to be that they know what they're learning and they retain what they're learning and they're able to take it with them day by day. Again, please mute yourself if you join us on the phone line. We hear the wonderful, beautiful elevator background music, but please mute yourself if you're coming on. You could press the mute button on your phone or on your device. You could also turn off your microphone on your phone or your device would be very helpful and very much appreciated. So when my son comes home every day from doing his classwork, from doing his schoolwork, He's the one that has to do the homework. It might be difficult for him. It might be sad for him that he has such homework because he's the only one of the four children, Bar Hashem, two boys, two girls, one of them being a baby. The son that comes from kindergarten does not have the homework. So it might be hard for him. It might be sad. It might be difficult. But it's good for him. It's important for him to have that. Homework has many, many advantages besides for just what they learn that day. I like to see what they're learning in school. I like to see what comes home with them from school and what they're expected to do, do in school. Last year, it was much easier for us to do homework because my son was the only one that came home at the 3.40, 3.45 time or whatever. We had that 3.45 time till 5 o'clock when, when dinner started. We tried to get dinner at that time. And then the other kids came home, but now that the boys are in the same school, they come home the same time, it's a little more difficult. He sees his brothers able to play, but I keep telling him a hundred times, you got to do homework, got to do homework. And then today, we were doing homework during dinner, which is really not so functional, not so realistic from an OT perspective. I'm an OT, an occupational therapist. Didn't like it. I really like it to be done before dinner so you could appreciate dinner so it took us so long and then this kid is yelling for orange juice and this kid is yelling for more cholent we have leftovers a lot of times sunday monday and this kid is yelling for more chicken nuggets and i don't have chicken nuggets he took all three chicken nuggets what about me i want chicken nuggets and then the other one my son is saying abba i need your help i can't do this he can do it. He just wants the attention and the help to be able to do it. So he's trying to read me a question. This one's trying to do the chicken nuggets. This one's running to mommy to tell her something that happened that day. It's a little bit dysfunctional when it's done during dinner. So I always ask my son to please do it the first thing when you come home, which I think is a really good idea in general. A lot of people will eat dinner first, have a snack first. A lot of people will wind down first. While I am a big fan of that, I am an advocate, of course, for winding down and resting and relaxing after a long day of school. They're in school from 8 o'clock till 3.45. It's a good seven and a half plus hours of school. Obviously, it's difficult, but if you get that homework done out of the way, you make sure that it's done, then you can have the rest of the of the waking hours to play a little bit and then eat and then get ready for bed and bath if it's bath night, and then you can wind down in the bed. What happens if you don't do it right away? Then it goes during the dinner time. It's not functional. Then you're going to do it in bed. You're going to do it later, and you're going to stay up late just to finish the homework. 
work? I don't know. I don't like that so much. I like it to be done as soon as you can right away. In high school, we had a lot of homework also. So a lot of times what I would do, since I had a long day and it was a long commute, going to school on Long Island all the way from one of the boroughs. So when I got home at uh, 6.30 or 7 o'clock, I like to eat a little bit, then I like to do the homework, and then once I had the homework done, I could sit and relax and watch something or do something or try to veg out a little bit, playing guitar a little bit. If the homework is on my head, the homework is on the child's head, they can't really, if they're really cognizant of what needs to be done and what the teacher expects of them, especially as they get to third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and beyond grades, I can't imagine really being able to functionally enjoy your time and really be able to enjoy or have any pleasure from any activities that you're involved in. If you're playing a game, you're playing with toys, you know in the back of your mind you have this homework that has to get done. Also in grad school and college, not even homework but assignments, if I had these things, these deadlines looming on my head, it wasn't so easy to enjoy anything else. I can't watch something or read something or play guitar or participate in anything if I have all of these assignments looming on my head. And even now, working in person or remote all these past years, if I have all these assignments, I can't fully appreciate or enjoy any any downtime if everybody's quiet and everybody's at school and I have a day where it's remote or I have a day where I'm home. All those wonderful days like Xmas week or President's week where everyone's in school except me, That uh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> you know, when they're in the, the Jewish system versus the not-Jewish system, I get those days where now it's me and the baby. But when those other kids and everyone else is in school, it's a wonderful thing to get things accomplished. So I cannot feel like I can enjoy if I feel like there's something looming on my head. For the side job, i got to get the video out for the day. i got to get my recordings done for the day. I have to make sure that i got Daf learned for the day and Steinmicker learned for the day. If those things are not not done yet. It's kiviachal. It's kind of like my own homework for the day. It's kind of like my own assignments that are due for the day, and I don't really functionally appreciate any enjoyable activity I'm trying to be involved in. So I like to get the things out as much as I can, as much as possible. I want it to. I like it to be that I get these things done earlier in the day. So oftentimes in college, in grad school and high school, I would have to take Sundays, a lot of Sundays, and get a lot of work done, even if it's a term paper, and you could start working on it, rolling it out a couple of weeks in advance. It's a good thing to do that because then you have full steam ahead. It doesn't loom on you last minute. Some people, many people are very last minute. I'm really not like that. I try to be opposite, get things done way in advance if I can. Try to get things done. You know, a lot of times I'll send out the recordings for the DAF for Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, Sunday because I take those days off from actual recording, although I'll send them out a lot of times on the day of, but I like to do the actual recordings on Thursday in advance of the weekend, especially when Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur or Sukkot comes and I have to get an extra few days done in advance. I like to do it in advance and not going backwards. I don't like it looming on my head. You miss one day of recording, I'll tell you, it's like missing one day Lahavdil of Daf Yomi. It's very difficult to go back and to catch up. It's very easy to lose the steam, to lose the energy, to lose the ability to participate and be participatory in these things, these extracurricular things that we talked about last week very difficult. So if you come home and you have all of these homework assignments and you just push them off, push them off, then you realize it's 8 o'clock and you're supposed to go to bed and nothing was done, it's very anxiety provoking. It's very stressful on some level. So I think it best to get it done right away when you're home. 
Yes, maybe have a snack while you're doing it. Yes, maybe have a nice drink or nice cookies or something while you're doing it so that you can have the motivation. Yes, sit at the table with Abba or whoever's there, even if the other kid is playing and you have homework. But if you get it done right away, it's really a much better to do. So snack with the homework. Do it first before dinner. And then you can have some playtime. There is a lot of benefit to having homework. It might be difficult and annoying for parents. I'm a parent myself, Baruch Hashem. It's very annoying to have to do homework, especially when they need the help. They don't understand the question. They don't see what to do. And I have to say, no, it says 42. How do you explain 42 another way? Four tens and two ones. Ah, 42. And this question says 40 plus 3. What is it? Ah, 43. That's what you're asking. And then it says 64. How can you show 64 four different ways? Six tens and four ones. 63 plus one. 64 itself and 62 plus two. Ah, I understand, Abba. Sometimes we need to go through it and sit with the kids. It might be very difficult for us. It might be very stressful for us. And it might be very annoying on many different levels to do such things for the kids but understand and know that it helps them and that there are many benefits to the homework by nature as an ot as an occupational therapist by nature the first thing i think about that homework benefits is the fine motor of course involved especially when they're young and then first and second grade there's the pencil element of using the pencil, fine motor. Hopefully, they're using that tripod grasp of the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger, holding that writing implement, whether it be a pen or a pencil or a crayon. If they are allowed to cut and paste, a lot of times, especially last year in first grade, we had a lot of worksheets that were cut and paste. I love that. It's working on scissor skills. It's working on Pasting, it's working on gluing abilities. It's having these functional elements, these functional aspects to the day, to the school day, and to the child's life really occupational. We want them to be involved in these things. And when they're coloring, not only is it the fine motor aspect of the three jaw chuck, otherwise known as the tripod grasp, the best grasp, the dynamic tripod, the best grasp to have, not only are we involving in that, but also we have the sensory element of the crayon on the paper, coloring it in. You also have the stress reduction of coloring is one of those ways to reduce stress. Adult coloring is a big fad nowadays in the past couple of years. There are actually adult coloring books, color by number, color by letter. They have very intricate pictures of different things like the beach, the sunset, the city. You can look it up. It's all over the place. It's like a real way of stress reduction. So for kids, it's another way of letting out some steam. It's a very therapeutic way, therapeutic medium. We talked about this a lot on the therapeutic mediums and games episode. Staying calm and staying sane on Tony Talks Radio a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Months ago. So when we color, and that's part of homework, how awesome is that? We have that sensory element, that sensory component. When you have a diorama that the kids have to do, I believe we had a diorama at some point last year in first grade for my son. Making that diorama in school or at home out of those elements, very cool fine motor ability. Setting up the diorama, especially if it has little people or little pieces or little aspects, and you're coloring and you're gluing and you're, and you're writing, very cool to have those different aspects. And when you do games and activities and tasks that are out of the box, literally outside of the thinking of the box, it's also a really cool thing. It's also a really good thing to have. In fact, 
One of the only homework elements from my son in kindergarten these past few weeks was finding an aspect of something that is visual that you read but really can clue you in to environmental reading. So the teacher recommended you cut out a Cheerios element or symbol of a Cheerios box or you cut out the symbol of the M&Ms or you cut out something like that. So we, we now have been starting to get for cereal, we've been starting to get more organic brand, brands like Cascadian Farms and Barbas Natural. Really good stuff. So basically, these are like the the healthier organic versions without these like bio bioengineered elements and these um, tons and tons and tons of sugar elements and, and dyes and stuff. So we try to find that. It's a little easier. Not that I'm taking away sugar from my kids, but at least... I'm giving them what I feel is a little healthier of an option. We all love cereal. It doesn't have to be fruity pebbles. It could be fruit crispy rice from Cascadian Farms, an OU brand, a kosher brand. And it looks like fruity pebbles, but it's much less healthy than fruity pebbles. And then we found a Chex version called Spoonfuls from Barbara's Natural. These are all found on Amazon. Then we found a Quaker Oats version, much healthier, which is called the the Square. I forget what it's even called. It's also Barbara Natural's uh, Oat Squares or something. But it tastes exactly like Quaker Oats, but definitely healthier. And then, of course, we found the the Fruity Pebble version, and there are also Cheerio versions. So last last week when we had the Honey Nut O's, or whatever they called it, we cut out the Honey Nut O's with the sign. We sent it in for my son's project, and it was part of the collage they made in school of visual elements that you see out and about in the world, in your home, in school, to be part of his homework. So homework is a is a thing to get the kid involved in the studies of the day and you bring it to the home. It could have fine motor elements, it could have sensory elements, it could have a game element. Other times we did homework, there was a, a game involved where heads and tails meant different things. And we used a penny to be able to get that heads and tails involved. It was a very cool thing and it was like a game. Sometimes there was dice involved as well. These are different elements, different ways to go about having homework done in a fun manner. It doesn't have to be tedious. It doesn't have to be mechanical. It doesn't have to be something lacking fun or lacking enjoyment. All it needs is a little bit of creativity, a little bit element of putting the fun back in, putting play back in. Again, the main occupation of children, the main occupation of children is play. If you're putting them in academia, you're putting them in elementary, and there's no more play involved in the day, that's a problem. That is a problem. There has to be play throughout the day, whether with learning, cool elements, cute elements, fun elements, letting them still having coloring and cutting and pasting involved so they feel like they're playing and not just working. They feel like they have aspects and elements that has to still be recess. They have recess, thank God, twice a day. They have gym twice a week. They have art and science and music and computers and library. Really nice ways to get it to be a playful day. Every day in my son's school, God willing, hopefully, and the other kids in the future, they have a different specialty every single day, which is wonderful. Then Friday, they have Shabbat assembly, Shabbos assembly, where they sing and they dance. And usually there's prizes and raffles from the head of the school. What a nice way to bring in Shabbos. I wish we had it when I was growing up. There are different elements to make the day playful. And homework itself could also be playful. Homework could be fun if done in the right manner, if done in a good manner. Sometimes homework will be foregone instead to have family fun night. That was a few nights last week, last year also, where the teacher said, instead of doing that, why don't you play a game? Why don't you do something fun? Why don't you do something different? in your own home. But when you think about the benefits of homework, there are 
definitely benefits. Flow.org points out, F-L-O-E, homework firstly teaches students about time management. How else can students learn in the home better about time management? I have to accomplish my Hebrew homework. I have to accomplish my English homework. I have to accomplish my math homework. Oh my goodness. How am I going to ensure that I could accomplish all these things in the small amount of time I have? Time management. Homework also teaches students how to set priorities. I know that I have to do Hebrew. I know I have to do English. I know I have to do math. What should I do first? What should be the first task, the first element to my day, to my night, to make sure to be involved in going through the homework. What should I do? How should I schedule myself? This happens to me all the time, every day. What should I accomplish first? I know i got to send out my recordings. I know i got to send out the video of the day for the rabbi, for the Sparks and Seconds group. I know I'm also supposed to send out the postings for the Luach group. I know I'm also supposed to make sure that I do Daf and Steinmikra for the day. I'm also supposed to make sure that I go through my daily emails, check up and, and catch up on my WhatsApps, on my messages, and any phone calls and any emails. I'm also involved in some hobbies. How do I schedule and prioritize the day? It's difficult to prioritize what things to do first. They do say if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person, and I believe that is a very true statement. Baruch Hashem, our lives are very, very busy but oftentimes we will get things done people that don't get things done are not the people that are busy with their time not they're using their time priority wise or using it in a functional way a lot of times homework also helps teachers determine how well the lessons are being understood by their students how else does a teacher does a mora or a more have any ability to see how their students are doing, how their students are retaining the information. How are they supposed to know what is being retained, what is being understood, what is being re- re- receptive in their students without the homework? You could do assessments here and there. You can't do an assessment on a kid every day, but you could send them home with home assessments, otherwise known as homework. Homework teaches students how to problem solve. I see that the question is asking 60 plus 3. What am I supposed to do? 60 plus 3 is 63. 63 also is known as 6 tens and 3 ones. This is literally from the homework for this week from my son. Teaches students how to problem solve, how to do addition, simple addition and more complex addition as they get older. A very key element to the homework itself. Homework also gives students another opportunity to review class material. So if they go through the lesson once, they go through the lesson twice. When they bring it home, they go through the lesson for the third time. It gives an extra way for the material to sink in. For the material to be reviewed in their mind and to be reviewed and stay in their brain. Oftentimes this happened in school and in high school and beyond as well. They would give us different homework and I used to hate homework. But I understand now, older, as an older individual, a couple of years later and now as being a parent, I understand that it's a way, another way to understand and retain the information, to keep the information. Why does he always make me do Kriya? Why does he always make me do Hebrew? Why do I have to do all these words and all these sentences? Why are they making me do more math at home? Why am I doing spelling in English at home? 
Why am I doing reading comprehension at home? Because we want to make sure that we have another opportunity to see and review the class material. It also gives us parents a chance to see what is being learned in school. What in the world am I paying all this tuition for? What are they learning? What are they doing? Ah, I see what they're doing in math. I see what they're doing in Judaic studies and Hebrew letters and language. I see what they're doing in English. I see how his, his reading is going. What a great job, son. What a great job, buddy. You're doing a great job learning and reading and studying and being involved in the day. I like to see what's being learned in the school. I like to see how much they learn about the Parsha, the, the biblical portion for the week, and about the upcoming holidays. It's awesome to hear them singing and hear them talking about the holiday. Even my three-year-old in daycare came home saying, Dip the apple in the honey, have a sweet new year. Lashana tova, metuka, have a happy sweet new year. Obviously, at three, she messed up a couple of the words, but that was fine. It was wonderful. And she still got the tune. Instead of saying Matuka, I think she said Devuka, whatever. And then she said, have a happy, you know. <laughs> she had the words and she had the, the tune, and that was awesome. So we see what is being taught in school. And they talk about other things, and I hear my son talking. You know, the Mora says, sha, 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 bevakasha. That's a way to get everyone to be quiet in school. You know, Abba, we do that. Sha, 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 You know. So we see oftentimes what's being learned in school, not only from homework, but what they talk about and, and what they're singing and what they're what they're playing. Especially the five and three year old. When I when I let them, when they play, not let them play. They play all the time. When we see them play and we watch them play and we 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 hear them talking things out. Sometimes just let kids play. If you're a teacher or if you're a parent or you're involved with kids in any other way, if you just see and watch them play and, and see what they're saying, see what they're what they're talking about and singing, it's fascinating. It really is about different things they hear and learn about throughout their day. So um, I will pick up my daughter from the school. For example, I picked her up today, and she says, Today we had snack, then we had playground, we sang, we had lunch. I ate my whole bread. I didn't want the cheese, but I ate the whole sandwich, Abba. And then we went home. You know? So they go through the day and they tell us about the day. But when kids are older, they don't always talk to us about the day. We always encourage them, obviously. What happened today? What was your favorite thing today? What did you do today? Sometimes they won't tell. They're just tired and exhausted. The homework itself can show us as parents and others what's being learned in school. Homework also teaches students how to take responsibility for their part in the educational process. It tells a student, hey, buddy, hey, man, you have a part of this process. You are involved in this process. You need to take ownership and responsibility for this process. I need you to be involved. I need you to understand and know that you are contributing in this aspect of the day, of the educational process. It's not just the teacher giving to you the material. It's not just the teacher throwing to you the material. It's making you receive the material and be receptive to the material and be involved in the material as someone who's actually participating in your day at home with your studies, with whatever subjects you're involved. You take responsibility for your part in your education, in your educational process. Homework also teaches students that they may have to do things, even if they don't want to do things. This is a big lesson for life. Homework teaches students, homework teaches us and responsibilities as adults, 
it teaches us and especially kids it teaches students they have to do things they may have to do things even if they don't want to do things it's a very key element that you have to do something even if you don't want to do something you think i like taking out the garbage you think i like cleaning the dishes you think i like being involved in all the things we're being involved in and you think my wife likes to be involved in all the elements of the job that are very annoying and cumbersome like do you think i like having to do tons and tons of paperwork as a teacher my wife is a teacher you think i like to do all these different things that it's something we have to do and it's a lesson for life the house is a mess i have to clean it i don't want to clean it I have to clean it. The kitchen sink is full to the top with dishes from Shabbos and beyond. I don't like to do it. I don't want to do it. I have to do it. So too, you may not want to do homework. You may not like to do homework sometimes, but you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do homework. It's something part of life. Sometimes you have to do things you don't like to do, but you have to do. I don't think anyone, low Leno, low Leno. I don't think anyone likes to pay a shivakal. I don't think anyone likes to go to the cemetery, Lo Sometimes it's something you have to do. Something is something you involve when someone passes away and they need to be buried. You have to go to the cemetery, especially if it's something that's involved and relevant to you. Shivakal, sometimes you have to do it. And if you can't make it in person, you do the phone call. Even if it's really uncomfortable, really awkward, it's something you have to do, even if you don't want to do it. I don't like to do taxes. I don't want to do taxes, Lahabdom. I have to do taxes. Luckily, we have a wonderful, wonderful accountant for many years. We send it off to him virtually. He takes care of it first. He sends it back, and we send it off to the government and Zehu. But there are oftentimes many things in life we don't like to do. I don't like to write notes for my students, but I have to write notes for my students, even if I don't want to. Something I have to do. You have to go through the mail. You have to make sure to pay the bills. You have to do the dishes. You have to make sure the house is clean. You have to do laundry. You have to do all these different things. We don't like to always do them. We don't want to always do them, but these are things we have to do. And as a little kid, being involved in homework, it teaches them that idea, that special idea, how sometimes in life we have to do things even if we don't want to do things. Homework also teaches students to work independently. Oftentimes my son will ask for help. Oftentimes many, many kids, many, many students, many, many children will ask for help for homework. There is a whole club at our school called Homework Club just for that reason, that they could do homework while they're waiting to be picked up or they might need a little help. There's a teacher there. Oftentimes you'll see it at different places. I used to work in a JCC a long, long time ago for volunteer work and in original field work. Where, we, where there was a whole aspect to everyone bringing their homework to the JCC, to the Jewish Community Center, and they had a little help. They had homework helpers. That's why we wrote that word on the flyer, homework helpers. 520-453-8302 is our number. 520-453-8302. If anything resonates with you or you greatly disagree with me, no problem. I can debate it. 520-453-8302. You could also email us at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. You could also email us to be on the air live. Of course, on Tani Talks Radio, you can hear us on many different forums and many different platforms, including Apple, 
the Apple App Store, including the Google Play Store, including Sheer Enjoyment Radio on and the Naki Radio and J Root Radio, and of course 520-453-8302. Homework is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful element. You can easily ta- talk to us and touch base your opinion. Obviously, my opinion is I'm very for homework, especially because it teaches the students to work independently, even though a lot of kids need help. Sometimes, oftentimes, my son will get through a lot of the homework on his own, which is wonderful. Homework also teaches students the importance of planning, staying organized, and taking action. The kids need to know, I have to plan, oh, when I come home, I'm going to have to do homework. Maybe I'll have a snack. I need to finish it in time so that we can have dinner together as a family. Then I need to finish it in time because we also have to do bath this bath night. And then we have to get into pajamas or sapajas, as my three-year-old says. And then we're going to go to bed. So I need to make sure to plan and stay organized and take action to be able to be involved in homework. Other websites also agree, by the way, with a lot of these steps. And it's good to see what other websites say. Educate.com, E-D-U-C-A-T-E.com, says that there are 10 other things, in their opinion, their ranking of things that homework is important for. They say similar aspects but not exactly the same. Students learn. about time management. Time management, of course, we talked about before. Homework provides a measurement of students learning for teachers. Train students to solve problems. Give students another opportunity to review class material. As they said before, a lot of these are very similar. Parents get to see the content being taught in school. Students learn to take responsibility for their part in the educational process, and they get to be involved in that. We talked about that. Students learn to do things even if they don't want to. Train students to be independent. They learn to stay organized, act, and plan. It deepens their understanding of the subject matter. Many of the things, if not all the things we talked about before, but it bears repeating how wonderful and important homework can be. So the next time you groan about homework, the next time you sigh, uh, about homework and the next time you huff and you puff and you try to blow the house down with your hatred of homework with your annoyance at homework with your difficulties with accepting that there is homework understand that there is a lot of wonderful elements to homework a lot of benefits to homework why it is so good when it comes to homework though there are also aspects and elements that we could think about homework is important it develops care skills in young children that will serve them throughout school and working life norden leaeducation.com explains n o r d a n g l i a education.com explains there's a strong connection between regularly completing homework and higher accomplishments in subjects such as english math and science The Department of Education in the United Kingdom advises, the DOE in the UK, advises that spending time doing homework brings several benefits more so for the students who put in two to three hours a night. Understanding the value of homework can help increase motivation and productivity. In this article, in this one we're going to discuss together, will help you understand why homework is important and discuss all its benefits for both children and parents. My accent is horrible, I apologize, but I felt like we're talking about the UK here, so at least try to put in a little effort, not a homework effort, but a little effort, into the idea of being from the UK. Mind the gap. The tube is closing in two seconds. In the article, though, it is important to understand why homework is important, and there's so many benefits, as we talked already 10 from two articles before. 
It gets those core skills and the care skills in young children that will serve them throughout school and life. Improve grades, discipline, time management, using resources, and improving communication are all vital life skills that will open the door to unique opportunities and help children find success in their careers. Doing regular homework should be considered as an investment in your child's future through encouraging Regular homework, supporting your child with their assignments, you can expect to see advantages. If you are involved in the homework with your children, and it's good to be an involved parent for all aspects, hopefully you can see the following advantages involved in homework. Discipline of practice. Repeating a task multiple times can feel arduous, but it is necessary to help increase your child's skill and understanding of a subject. Regular homework will make certain concepts easier to understand and put them in an advantageous position should they seek a vocational career. It puts them at an advantage to be doing homework all the time. Of course, the time management skills, as we talked about before, homework goes beyond just the task itself. It helps children take control of their workload and increase their time management skills. Homework is set with a deadline. You have to do it by the next day. Taking ownership or a different deadline. Taking ownership of this deadline helps them think independently, develop problem-solving skills. This is a prime example of why homework is important because time management is a vital life skill that helps children throughout higher education and their careers. Communication Network. Homework acts as a bridge can help teachers and parents learn more about how students like to learn, providing a deeper understanding of how to approach their learning and development. Many parents also want their child to receive homework so they can understand what they're learning at school. It can create a comfortable work environment. Some children struggle to learn outside of their comfort zone. While classrooms are designed to be warm and welcoming, there's often no place like home. There is no place like home. I just said this to my wife the other day when we were out and about and we came home later in the day. Even if your house is not a mansion, if your house is very modest or a small home by some people's standards, there is no place like home. There's no place like your own home with your own couch, with your own table, with your own kitchen, with your own bed. It is such a wonderful feeling. There's no place like home, your own home. So when the classrooms are, even though they're designed to be warm, it might be difficult for children to learn in that environment. When they come home with the homework, it's an opportunity to learn and retain information in an environment where they feel most comfortable in their home, which can help accelerate their development. Also, homework is for using learning materials. Throughout a child's education, understanding how to use resources such as libraries and the Internet is important. Homework teaches children to actively search for information especially later on in the later years, using these resources to complete tasks, and this is a skill that will be fundamental throughout their lives. Homework also is involved in being involved in a revision of discipline or revision discipline. Regular homework helps children discover a pattern that will help them when they're required to study for important tests and exams. I don't like to study. I don't want to study. I have to study especially in college with very difficult courses. I remember developmental psych being very, very difficult. Basically, he just would say, the whole book is fair game. On page 488, we talked about this the other week. On page 488, tell me what the chart said. Can you imagine the book was 700 pages on 488? You're asking me about a fakakta chart in the middle of nowhere? Ridiculous. But 
sometimes we still have to study and try to find that information. For the board exam, that was one of the most, if not the most difficult test of my entire life, academic-wise. The most, probably the most difficult test of my entire life was probably the board exam. The NBCOT, the National Board for Certification in Occupational Therapy, was very, very difficult, very stressful. We finished school officially in June. Then we had a research project finishing in September. We had the ceremony in May or June. From June until November time, I think I took it a few weeks before Thanksgiving, I, I had that studying about three or four months or so. I went through the board exam book about twice, and then I skimmed it the night before, staying up not too late, skimming it, did a couple of practice tests, a lot of practice questions. I actually had to study Harusa in the mornings. Then I would try to read in the afternoons. My wife was already working at the time. We didn't have children yet. And that was a very, very difficult thing. I didn't want to study. And throughout grad school also, all those extremely difficult classes, I think kinesiology, I think uh, neuroscience and neurology, I think the anatomy, which was my favorite class, but still a difficult class. I would walk back and forth, you know, studying mnemonic devices, using mnemonic devices. For me, mnemonics were very important. And singing some stuff also was very important. Schweba! I remember that as one of the... One of the mnemonics, Schweba, the, the, I don't even remember now, but the, the pectoralis muscle and the whatever, the, this iliac, I don't know, whatever, different muscles or the, the hamstring muscles or the biceps muscles, each thing had its own mnemonic. We had to learn the origination and the termination of the nerve and we had to think what it innervated, what it did. Very difficult stuff. I don't want to study. I don't like to study, but I have to study. The board exam was very, very difficult. Baruch Hashem, I passed. My wife did a very cute thing. When I passed, she got a couple of cupcakes from the bakery and she had them arranged, the P-A-S-S. She had them scribbled and then I arranged them because I was too nervous to check my score. My wife checked my score during the day before... um, she came home, so she knew I passed, Baruch Hashem. And when she came home, she brought those and rearranged it. And that was a really nice way to let me know that, thank God, I did pass. But it was very, very grueling, very difficult. A lot of homework involved in studying for that exam. Again, with the study partner, the Chavrusa, someone who lived in the town at the time with me in the borough of one of the, of one of the boroughs of New York. And I had my own studying. I had to go through the book a lot. Very grueling weeks and months leading up to that test. The test itself, by the way... They don't make it easier for you to get involved in the test. You're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to drink. You're not allowed to breathe. You're not allowed to wear long sleeves. You can't wear a cap. They're worried about you sneaking in answers. You're not allowed to bring in any of your own notes or materials. You're not allowed to bring in anything. They give you a piece of paper. You could take some notes. Can you imagine three years worth of grad school? Tons of tons of courses, tons of tons of information, so many things like swimming around the brain, and they have many different aspects to the test. They have like a case study, and then you have to follow the questions. There are more than one answer that would be correct. There are multiple choice. It's like 150 questions in a four-hour exam, timed exam. You use the bathroom, by the way. You lose time off your test, so nobody goes to the bathroom. They go bathroom right before, and you hope to make it through very stressful, very difficult, and it is a computer exam, which I'm not a fan of, actually. I like tests that are writing, you know, pen and paper. That's, for me, much more sensory-wise. I really feel like it's a much more functional way of doing the test. So when we practice the test, we did it the, the computer way. We also did it the paper way. I don't like that. Throughout school, there were paper tests, but there were all com- also computer tests. I didn't like the computer tests. It doesn't... Obviously, they were preparing us for the real board exam, the grueling exam, but 
I really, I really like paper and pencil tests in general. That goes across the board in college and grad school and high school. Paper and pencil is much better for me. It allows me to scribble and write. Very difficult on a computer test. You can't write on the screen. You write on the paper in front of you. Very difficult. But it all starts way back when, to diverge, but to come back, it starts with the homework. Being involved in something, studying, listens and gets you involved in, in getting you to have the discipline to being involved in working so that you're able to get into the ability to actually learn how to get involved in exams and tests. Children who are familiar with the routine of completing homework will find it easy to adapt to a schedule of doing regular revision at home. Skills such as accessing learning materials, time management, and discipline will help improve how children revise and ultimately improve their grades. It also gives additional time to learn. Children learn at different paces and different spaces, and the time spent in the classroom might not be enough for some students. It might not be enough for some students. It just might not be enough. They might need more time at home, especially to to grasp the concepts of a subject. It helps the children learn at home to gain a deeper understanding than they would if they solely relied on their time at school. Homework is important. It gives parents and children the freedom and time to focus on subjects that they may be struggling with. This extra time can make a big difference when it comes to exams and grades. Helping your child with homework, we know why it's important to do homework, but children may still find it difficult to stay motivated. Parents can play a major role in supporting children with homework, so some ways to help us to make a homework-friendly area. We're going to talk about this in another newsletter in a minute that actually came from my children's school. Having a dedicated space for children to do homework will help them stay focused. Make sure it is well lit and stacked with everything they'll need for their assignments. So I often... Almost always tell my son, come to the table in the dining room. You walk into the house, we have the the bathroom and the living room, and then we have the dining room and the kitchen. In the dining room is really the best place to do the homework. In the bottom shelf behind him in the dining room piece is actually the glue sticks and the crayons and the pencils. Everything he needs, he could just grab it and sit at the table. So he has that homework-friendly area. We wanted to make sure that they'll have everything they need for their assignments. We should also make a routine study time. For those kids who need to study, a regular routine helps children get used to working at home. Some children work best in the morning, whilst others may prefer the afternoon. Work at a routine where your child is their most productive. Make sure they're learning. Homework is important, but only if children use this time to learn. If you do the work for them, they're not going to see any of the benefits listed above and before. It's important you're there to support them and help them understand the work so that they can do it themselves. That's like in OT land, when you have paraprofessionals and assistant teachers doing the work for the children why that's not helping the children they're not going to learn how to zipper the coat how to button the jacket how to tie the shoes how to feed themselves if you're going to do it for them i know it's difficult to watch them go especially if they're slow and it's cumbersome and it's frustrating and it takes a lot of time it's very annoying you could do things much faster yourself but we need to let them do it. When my daughter dresses herself, Baruch Hashem, she's dressing herself at three years old. A lot of times it takes her a lot longer than it would take me. And when she's not fighting and tantruming, Abba, you do it. I can't do it. I know you could do it, girly. I saw you do it just yesterday. But when I let her do it, put on the put on the underwear and put on the shirt, put on the pants, put on the, the socks and put on whatever she needs and the jacket, the sweatshirt, it's really awesome. If I do it for them, they're not going to learn. We want to make sure that we support them, especially by homework and in skills in life, but don't do it for them. Let them do it themselves. 
praise the work and the effort involved, recognizing the hard work that they're putting in, praising them for it is a great way to get the children to respond positively to homework. Pin their impressive test grades up in their homework space or around the house or on the fridge for extra motivation and make sure to make a plan. Children can get overwhelmed if they have a lot of work to do. Adults can get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed all the time, if not every day. If they have a lot of work to do, oh man, I got to send out all these jobs. I got to send out all these posts. I got to send out this video. I got to send out all the recordings. I have to do the recordings and make sure I make sure to be involved with my students and my regular work and make sure to to do the DAF and do the Steinmaker. Oh man, there's so much to do today. Oh wait, also my daughter has a well visit this week. Oh my gosh, also this and that and the other thing. It's very difficult. There's a lot of stuff on our minds and even as kids, they might be overwhelmed if they have a lot of work to do. On homework heavy nights, help them make a plan and break down the work into workable sections, into usable chunks. This will help make the word work more manageable. If your child responds well to this, you could do this each time they sit down to do work at home. Understanding why homework is important and oftentimes necessary helps improve both motivation and productivity in young children. It also makes parents aware of the role they can play in supporting them. At Nord Anglia Education, they focus, for example, on bringing children, parents, and teachers together in a common effort to improve student learning through homework. And you could do this in your own life, in your own schools. We want to make sure that it's a way that we're doing things in a functional manner for the students, for the children, that they're involved and they like school, they like homework, and it's not over-cumbersome for them. It's not overwhelming for them. We want it to be to make sure that they could be involved in a good way. Our kids' newsletter actually wrote about this the other week. Homework has become a chore, unfortunately, for children and their parents, but there are ways to make you stay focused and organized when it's time to get down to work. Transition time is what we talked about. I'm all a fan for transition, but it can't take over the homework time. When your children get home from school, when the kids get home from school, they usually need a bit of transition time from their long day at school. For kids, seven hours and 40 minutes or seven and a half hours is difficult. Even in the DOE, they have six-hour day, six-and-a-half-hour day oftentimes. It's a, it's a day, it's a long day, a couple of hours. They need to unwind a lot of times. This downtime may look different for each child. For some, sitting down for an afternoon snack and a good chat about their day will do. For others, a bit of physical activity into the mix. For others, some fine motor play, some sensory play, or some kids just need 10 to 15 minutes of playing outside can really help to transition them and then get into the homework mode. If your kid is ready to bang it out right away, call a cover to you. See how it could work for other people, but some people might need a transition, which is okay, but not to take over the whole time that should be used for the actual homework. Help the child stay organized. Begin by asking your child to go through his or her knapsack, emptying their lunchboxes and identifying homework assignments or notices to review, helping them stay on task. Creating a homework space we talked about a few minutes ago, away from distractions but close enough for you to be available as support. It's helpful to have a stock supply box of materials that they might need to be within their reach for easy access. Again, the bottom drawer, there are three drawers in the dining room piece and a little opening piece. The bottom drawer has those pencils, has those scissors, has those glue sticks right within reach for easy access. After homework is completed, have your child pack up their backpacks with you. Let them set up their backpack for the next day. It really saves time in the morning. In this way, they become accountable for their stuff. Then in the morning, when everyone's getting ready for school, the things they need aren't forgotten. I actually love when my son packs his backpack. It's very exciting for him. I love that he loves school. 
he doesn't admit it when he when we see him at pickup he's uh, very very angry very upset but then he winds down i guess there's a lot a lot of expectations at school so you know we need them to to wind down unwind at the end of the day so a lot of times at night when everything's done you know at the six seven o'clock aspect to the day i really love when i see my son pack the day for the next day he takes the three snacks abba can i take the popcorn or chips for school tomorrow can i take the pretzels can i take the veggie straws for snack you know we need three snacks for today is that good abba and i say yes excellent buddy thank you so much no problem abba i love getting ready for tomorrow for school that's my favorite thing he actually told me that today my favorite thing is to get ready for school tomorrow isn't that wonderful halavai we should all have such a love for learning a love for school a love for work that we're involved in if you love to do what you do if you love to if you do what you love and love what you do you'll never work a day in your life halavai we should all have that how much more so it would be wonderful if we all had that and my other son also a lot of times will pack the snacks and in the morning when i set up the sandwich or whatever the the day's food is and they put it in their Lego containers and they put it in their lunchbox. That's wonderful. And then a lot of times I'll write them a mitzvah note, which is a good deed note, basically. You know, so-and-so did a great job getting ready for school. I actually bought them personalized mitzvah notes. I talked about this last year from Zazzle.com. Z-A-Z-Z-L-E. It actually says each child's name. It says my oldest son's name, mitzvah note. And then it says the second boy's child, mitzvah note. And then it says the girl's mitzvah note. For example, these are not their names. Charlie's mitzvah note and Moses's mitzvah note. These are not their names. And Sarah's mitzvah note. These are not their names. And it's a very cool thing. It shows a very cute picture of a kid, a boy for the boys, and a girl for the girl. And it shows some drawing and and it says mitzvah note. And it's it's uh, it was a uh, wasn't free, but it was well worth the investment because it's so cute. Those mitzvah notes. And the other night when we had curriculum night, I actually saw my son's mitzvah notes on the teacher's desk, which I thought was wonderful. Had great hanah benefit and nachat from seeing that. So when they help out and set up the day for the next day, it's great. They're accountable for their stuff, and it really gets them to do that. It will help them have the ability to be more independent. When they unpack and pack their backpacks with you, it gets them to be more independent. We want to encourage and support them as well. You are their motivational academic cheerleader at home. Approaching homework with a positive attitude attitude makes a child feel confident and responsible for their own work. Elementary school age students haven't fully developed their executive functioning skills, which is the frontal part of the brain, the frontal lobe in the brain, and aren't quite ready to go at it alone when it comes to planning and working through assignments. Instead of fully leaving it up to them, open up a dialogue. Try to let them come up with the steps that they need to accomplish. When they get stuck, be there to assist. As parents, we often underestimate the importance of understanding directions. Begin by reading the directions with your child. Clarify what the assignment is asking them to do. That's exactly what my son asked me today. Ah, but what is it exactly asking? Okay, buddy, let's look. Watch as they do their first few examples, then step back and let them continue independently. In this way, students can practice skills learned in school on their own time, in their own way, outside of the classroom. If at any point your child becomes frustrated, take a short break and regroup. Take that break and regroup. If he or she continues to struggle, stop working and write a note or email the teacher. This will notify the teacher the work needs to be reviewed in class. These three ways can help transition, stay organized, and encouraging and support a child through the process. Good dark chocolate, by the way, is always helpful, too. They talked about positive homework experience should be had for all. And also the teacher said, I'd rather you have a good experience with the homework than be frustrated and angry and not want to do it. The homework is there to help. It's not there to hinder. It's there to be supportive and there to encourage and help the child grow, not to hinder them. If they're getting really mad and they throw the homework across the room and they start tantruming, the homework is not accomplishing any of the purpose that it's made for. So we need the teacher 
Oftentimes the teacher will say it's better not to do the homework and not to finish it. Let them calm down and have a good rest of the night than have to ruin it with the homework involved. Interestingly, though, there are other things to think about what to do as well with the homework. And even H.com, the great H.com with Varda Mayer's Epstein talks about different steps that are involved in the homework too. And this is the last element we'll look at and we'll finish up in just a few minutes. There's some sadness coming to terms with the end of summer vacation. You know, summer ended just a couple of weeks ago. Time has become luxurious as grains of sand on a beach. These loose and endless hours a child can use as he likes. It's hard to give that up, but there's also the the thrum of a household on the verge of a beginning. There's the fresh, comforting smell of new pencils, books to cover, new school clothes. There's the wondering anticipation. Who's going to be my new teacher? We found this out already the past few weeks. There's also something to the wonderful, crisp wonderful awesomeness to the, the weather of fall fall is really my new favorite weather also a lot of cool things in fall with the with the different flavors and different drinks that come out and uh there's of course the secular holiday that we don't actually obviously celebrate but it's very interesting to see the people in the town they do come to our door we do actually give them some candy because we want to make a kiddush hashem we want to sanctify god's name and i find it very fascinating when kids come they're dressed up in different ways and they see my cute kids and my kids actually sometimes if they're awake when they still come i let them give out a candy or two also to teach the children a kiddush hashem all this is involved in the fall crisp weather very interesting there's the anticipation who, which friends will be in my class? Who's going to be in my class? Who's going to be my teacher? What's my day going to be like? And when you are a mother of a couple, or a dad, for my case, of a couple of kids, it's very interesting to think about how to do the organization and how to be involved in the day. You can imagine the pace of the year. You could think of what's involved. For me, the routine of day camp and the routine of school is a blessing. I love the routine. I love what's involved in the day. The synchronization between home and school and between home and camp in the summer, between teacher and parent or counselor and parent, student and child, when it goes well, it's a wonderful partnership in the fullest sense and really could lead to a child, to child or children having academic success. But there are different tips that could allow for a good transition from home to school and back again. Goodbye rituals. Don't ever be too busy to say goodbye to your child in the morning. Don't ever be too busy to say hello to your child in the afternoon. Do not let your phone take that away from you. Give your child a kiss unless they're at the age when it's yucky or they're embarrassed and say, have a good day, buddy. I love you. Always very important for kids to hear that even if they're mortified and embarrassed, you can find your own words and expressions of caring, but make sure you note your child's departure for the day in a cheerful, loving way. And make sure to say hello. I would also include hello rituals at the end of the day when you're picking them up. Don't be on your phone. There's nothing more devastating, I think, for a child than when they see you for the first time and you're actually on your phone instead of saying hello to them. Make sure to say hello to them. How was your day, buddy? It's so good to see you. I miss you all day. How was it today? So goodbye and hello rituals. Be a full partner to your child's teacher. If your child comes home with a complaint about the teacher, you can be empathetic and try to show the teacher's side of things too. Be down the constables. If you speak of your child's teacher with, with respect, your child will adopt a respectful attitude too. Don't automatically take your child's side when there is a conflict between teacher and student. Investigate. The best you can remain respectful of the teacher and your child as you try to develop a balanced view of what happened. Children need to have authority figures they can respect. They need to look up to their teachers. Parents can help make it so. Again, create and craft a warm and welcoming after-school homecoming. When the kids were little for the author, they were sure to find, no matter what, nice cool drinks set up for them in their own colorful cups. As well, 
lined up on the counter according to age when they came home from school. Seeing the familiar cup that belongs just to him already speaks to a child of home comfort and security. You might choose a different homecoming ritual, but your child should feel that home is a kind and loving place, that coming home is a good thing. Eat and talk together. Have a snack or a meal ready for your child and eat with him. Bonds are formed over food. This is your child's chance to tell you about his day. For you to listen and mirror, be it by repeating your child's words to him, you let him know you're really listening. That what he experiences and feels is important to you. Homer could also be a review as a bridge for learning. Your child has had a nice homecoming and some downtime with you. It's important to support the learning. You can do that by asking your child what homework he has and making sure he does it the minute he's finished with his after-school meal or snack. In other words, no playtime or media until homework is done. We talked about this in the beginning. This should be a hard and fast rule. If there is no homework, you might ask your child if there's a test coming up. Ask him to spend 15 minutes to review or read material or something else about homework. There's... I'm a big believer in homework. I fully agree on the homework. It should be done at home, really not during a free hour at school. If your child does this homework right after class, there's no challenge. There's no digging to find the answers. There's no stretching of the brain to remember and reinforce the lesson. There's the gap of time between class and homework serves a purpose. Spanning the bridge between schoolwork and homework helps a child retain what he learns. Free time and play should be built into the day. Once a child has done his homework, he should absolutely have time to play, do crafts, enjoy sports, take part in a regularly scheduled extracurricular activity. Your child works hard at his studies, deserves a chance to just have fun. By making it clear you see this as a priority, show your child your respect for his efforts at school. Again, prepare for the day ahead. Talk to your child about what he would like to take his school for lunch or a snack the next day. We just talked about this earlier tonight told you my son chose his three snacks offer him some choices make sure your child sets up the materials and books he needs for the next day right after he does his homework make sure your child also gets enough sleep during the summer bedtime may not have been specific even though for me i tried but during the school year parents should make sure to enforce a regular bedtime reading is a good way to transition into sleep younger children may prefer to have you read to them older children can read in bed for a half hour before lights out and make sure a child comes to school with smiles on their faces a teacher once told that she doesn't care about a child's academic achievement or his perfect behavior. The only thing she cares about is that the child comes to school with a smile on the face. This should be the main goal, that your child walks into school with a smile on his or her face. If you can keep this in your mind, you and your child will be on the right track. If you feel good about your child's school environment, this carries forward to your child. If you're organized in the morning, as much as we can be, and your child leaves for school confident he's everything he needs for the day, he'll be happy to come to school. If he likes his school and his teacher, he'll arrive on time and organized with a smile on his face, and you'll be smiling too. So hopefully you see what side of the debate I believe in. Benefits of homework, so many benefits from a fine motor aspect. Time management and learning and solving problems, reviewing the material, seeing the content, taking responsibility, learning to do, working independently, staying organized, deepening the understanding, making sure there's discipline and time management, communication, comfortable work environment, using learning materials, discipline, a lot of time to learn, making sure we have a homework-friendly area, routine study time, making sure they're learning, praising the work and effort, making a plan, making sure they transition they're organized they have encouragement and support they have a good homework element and environment in the in the home making sure there's goodbye and hello rituals that you're a teacher's partner and that you have warm and welcoming in the home to do it making sure you eat and talk together the snack and the meal ready for the child the bonds are formed over food make sure you're listening use homework as a bridge have free time and play afterwards preparing for the next day especially for snacks and food making sure their materials are ready that they get the right sleep and they come to school with a smile on their faces for all of these reasons we fully believe we fully agree with the idea that homework truly is awesome 
homework truly is awesome. And for us, we believe that homework is a wonderful thing, can really help people, can really transition children to be more functional as adults, and it all starts with homework within and throughout your day. This has been Tani Talks Radio. God willing, next week we wish you a good Gaben Shior. You should have a Shana Tova Umatuka. God willing, we'll be back. Bli Neder, Emir Tisham, Leonhar, in two weeks, talking a topic related to Yom Kippur here on Tani Talks Radio. And I'm your host, Tani. <laughs>